Thank you for downloading this free episode of Fun Employment Radio. You can support us by doing all of your online shopping at funemploymentradio.com slash shop. Vendors such as Zappos, ThinkGeek, Expedia, eBay, Amazon, and more. All at funemploymentradio.com slash shop. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. I'm not trying to high five you. I'm trying to demonstrate what <laughs> I was doing. I, I don't. I felt like I was pretty pretty innocuous. I was in a good mood. You've been kind of distracting because I keep thinking you're trying to high five. No, I'm just saying I'm like. Trying to throw up my hand as though I were doing the high five. Like, was it something in the motion that was wrong? I don't know. Was Try it to my do delivery? it again. It's like, hey, high five. Did you say high five when you went by? Yeah, I yelled high five. Yeah, I did say high five. Oh, well, that's kind of weird. Okay, what, do you think that's it? You should just do the casual, like, the casual nod, like, hey, we're well, both out Well, then it looks like I'm trying to, together. like, run her over. I don't know. Either way, it did not work. <laughs> Hello, everyone. This is Fun Employment Radio. I am Greg Nibbler here with Sarah X. Dillon. Thank you so much for tuning in today, wherever and however you listen. It is so fantastic that you do so. Of course, we are live here five days a week on the Fun Employment Radio Network, then available via podcast all over the internets, whoever podcasts can be found. And thank you for finding us. Sarah, okay, I'm just going to say this really quick. I, I wanted to ignore this and not bring it up. Um... Just behind the I scenes, the wrong Sarah's a little frustrated right now with her equipment. It's it's. Can I can I actually just say what's going on? Why don't you mute me while I change this to the okay. other side? <laughs> so so we're trying so out a different irritated. we're trying out different microphone stands here in the in the studio. You know, we do the show five days a week. We've been doing this one for five years. Um, before that, Sarah had over a decade in regular radio. But if you change one single tiny thing. For Sarah, it is the end of the world, and it will shut her day down. So we we tried out the new stand, and she just flat out said, "This is not going to work for me." So it's like, "All right, no problem. We'll, we'll go back to how things how things were before." Okay. So we put back the old stands, and uh, you I know, thought that pop, we put them back properly. Put her, put her pop filter back on there, and then uh, and then uh, I was trying to help her out today. It's it's been quite a fiasco. It's been a very trying morning for Sarah, having to try something new. I equated it, basically, you are kind of like Garth in Wayne's World when he gets mad at change. <laughs> I don't like change. We fear change. <laughs> and then start smashing things. It is, because everything has worked just fine the way that it it's, is. But and I like trying new things. Try new things change is Change is great. I just, uh, you know, I've, I've adapted myself to the microphone. Like, <laughs> you know, like even in radio, like you use your specific kind of microphone. You use the specific setup. You use your arms and hands in particular ways. And if something's set up in a way that you're not accustomed to, then you're you bumping to into it. things. You adapt to it. Not immediately. <laughs> it takes some time. So All right. I'm just saying so, I, I do feel a little off because I because um, we have these new awesome mic stands that I will try at a future date. But today we've just been well, Carl, running around. Carl brought them in from Carl Show you know, starring Jason. Yeah, and they're really nice looking stands. I just uh, it wasn't it, I have to set it up in order to make it work. Because this is our job. Like, you know how everyone, if you have a desk, like you set up your, you know, your papers and your pens and your computer, however you like it. Like my thing, my my machine that I mm-hmm. set up every day is my microphone. You are the Dwight if this were the office. You would be Dwight. That's not true. That, that's entirely it. If somebody were to mess up anything over over with your spot, you are. You're, you're like Dwight or Garth. I do like the new mic radio. stands. It's just like today, like I, I just couldn't. I didn't have enough time. We were getting all the stuff ready for the show. <laughs> And then so I tried to re-piece together my other microphone, and I put it together backward. And Needless to say, it's been a very trying day, so if everyone can just go easy on Sarah, she's had a rough go Shut of it. Shut up. And she's, she's trying her best, you know? She's, do, she's doing her. She's doing the best that she can. She's doing you, her? You what do does that you, even Sarah. mean? You do you. All right. 
Did you thank everybody for listening yet? <laughs> yes, I did. I okay. did, actually. You were too uh, I was distracted by trying to fix my microphone. All right, enough with the microphone. Moving on with that, we'll talk about something else that I, I filled out. So we got a bunch of stuff we're going to get to. But uh, yes, we talked about this the other day. You know, Sarah and I are working on getting in shape. We're not going to go off on that too long for, um, for well, we're doing a run here in, in about a month. Oh, my a God. over a month. We're going to be doing the Shamrock Run, a uh, nine-mile Which I'm mile still run. pissed at you for signing us up for that. Nine. Nine, 9.3 miles, uh, half of which is straight uphill. If you've ever been to Portland <laughs> or live in Portland, uh, you have to run to the top of OHSU, of that hill. Yeah. so It's, it's, it's like straight up. It's a big run. Uh, so we're, we're training, kind of get, getting ready for that. And then, you know, we have Operation Thinter, I believe, is what we're sticking with for right now. Yes, I believe According so. According to Sarah, she is the ultimate vote on that one. I'm not even going to try to. <laughs> you, you pick your battles. This isn't a battle I'm going to pick. So Operation Thinter. Where we're trying to get in shape here over the winter. Uh, And you had brought up the other day that you really wanted to try high-fiving people when you're running. I do, because I feel like it's a good community-building thing. It's crappy weather. Nobody really wants to go run in the rain. At least me. I hate running in the rain. Nobody's out there running in the rain because they're like, wow, you know what I want to do is be totally uncomfortable and exhausted. Yeah. And just run while it's pouring rain outside, almost getting hit by cars that aren't paying attention. You know, nobody does that because it's, like, soothing. Or maybe they do. Maybe it's comforting to some people. Probably not many people people though those people have mental disorders if they're completely soothed by running in the rain that, that's my opinion only so that, that you know we're out there we have to do this we have to go run in the rain so that's what we're we're doing and you had you had been saying that you were trying to start this thing where you wanted to start like a high five thing you see somebody else running you're running past them you hold up your hand you give a high five and I'm i know you've been trying it so far so far yeah you were unsuccessful in yours well i decided i wanted to try this too because you know once i got out running it does put me in a good mood. Is as much as I dread going outdoors when it's pouring down rain and cold. That is my least favorite thing. But so once you I do. Start I going, like being in the rain, but you hate it. I hate running in the I rain. I love bike riding in the rain. I like nope. walking in the rain. Nope. I don't mind it. I don't like being <laughs> cold and wet. I really don't. And I know I'm from Oregon. I can handle it. But if I have a choice in the matter, I don't like to choose to go do it. I like running when it's. I would rather run when it's 90 degrees out. Oh hell no. That's, oh, God. Absolutely not. No, I say that now. You say that now because degrees. it's not 90 degrees then, outside. Then, I, then maybe I wouldn't want to. But right now, that's what I'm saying. So I was running, though, and I was in a good mood. I started feeling good. And I saw this other lady kind of running towards me. And I could tell, you know, she was working really hard. She looked like she'd been running a little bit longer than I had. And we could see each other for like a couple of blocks. So it's like she knew I was there. I wasn't like jumping out and surprising her. <laughs> Surprise! 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 High five! I'm not trying to touch you. Even yeah, I'm a stranger. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and as we got closer, we got about you know, uh, I don't know, 15 feet away from each other. I just raised up my left arm because I was passing on the right. I was like high five, and she. <laughs> oh wow! Because I, I was thinking, yeah, we're both working out. We're having a good time, and I yelled high five, and I held up my hand, you know, with my hand up in the typical I want a high five motion and she looked at me and jumped back and jumped off to the side did she jump off the sidewalk she almost almost off the sidewalk like jumped she saw me saw the high five jumped uh kind of did a little like shimmy and then ran around me and just kept going wow didn't say anything so i think i I would say for your first time you probably shouldn't try for a lady i'd say you should like the high five with a with a man jogger (laughs) <laughs> because a lady, like, you know, if you guys are, like, on a secluded street, then maybe she doesn't want to, you know, if you're reaching at her. 
Yeah. While she's running down the street. Jabbing at her. Yeah. Jabbing her. That would kind of make me a little uncomfortable, yeah. too. I wasn't supposed to be jabbing at her, but I realized. I know. It what was, if it, you're like, they're trying to grab her wrist or something? It's kind of like a Mac from that. It's kind of like a Mac from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia now that I think about it because I was all amped up. It was kind of a violent high five motion I was making. Um, I don't yeah. think anyone's going to respond well to a violent high five. I mean, it motion. wasn't meant to be a violent high five, but it. it it may have appeared that way, I suppose, going the other way. I mean, she, she was a smaller lady, too, so I, I was actually bigger than someone. So I was taller and shoving out my hand. High five! I, well, so you got to I feel intimidating to for a second there. I guess so. You're, like, I, you're, you're slightly taller, and you got to yell Slightly high. taller. Don't yell high five. Just stick up your hand and be like. What and do it? Sarah just did some just weird, like nod. weird, like smug nodding motion, like I a sure, smiley smug. Sure, be a smug. smug nodder. I mean, if you guys are running, like you're sharing a moment. You both are out in the shitty weather together, running. I think that that's a that's a moment that could be shared. <laughs> All right, uh, there's different suggestions here in the chat. Uh, being saying, don't shout high five. Say something supportive, like right on. But isn't see that seems weirder to me because then I just have my hand up. I was trying to like direct. Here's what I'm doing. I'm offering a high five. I want a high five because. We're both running hard. Maybe and we're you should just write out. high five on, on your hand with a Sharpie. And then when you go by, they'll know so you don't have to say anything. It'll be less intimidating. Well, it's also really wet out. So then it would probably just smear and it look like I had something <laughs> terrible written on. Shock says, meanwhile, at a local therapist's office, a young woman is crying about the man who tried to assault her while she was oh, no. running. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> That's not, I, was, I was trying to cheers her because she was working really hard. We were doing something good. I was trying to be like, yeah, we're look at us. Oh, God, now there is a police report somewhere, man. Oh, God, watch out for the little guy in the shiny spandex <laughs> running around. I didn't have shiny spandex on. I have black spandex that are underneath the shorts. They're part of the shorts. They're like a mm-hmm. liner. Um, oh, geez, I hope she, did I scare this woman? I don't think you scared her. I'm sure she's fine. Okay. You don't. I didn't like turn around and chase after. Give me a high five. <laughs> I said a high five. God damn. You're it. doing good. <laughs> it wasn't that that way. <laughs> I, I believe I was smiling when I said it. Well, sometimes that's even creepier. I might have waited until we were too close to do it, though. It probably was a little bit. I don't jarring. like anyone making a sudden motion as they're very close to me. <laughs> but you waited until she was three feet away, and you're just like high five. Well, I said fifteen feet earlier. Maybe it was a little bit closer. Than yeah, it's probably like five. Wasn't it was it? probably a little bit closer. Mm-hmm. High five. Yeah. All right. Well, lesson learned. If you're going to be going out giving high fives, uh, from my experience, you know, we're trying to start this whole revolution here. Um, that's that way doesn't work. I still have not been successful. I think uh, really? our friend Kristen was successful. She did it. Okay. Somebody high-fived her back. Nope, but... See, maybe it's just us. I don't know if it's the high-fiving. It might just be us. <gasps> Speaking of just us, I just remembered something that I wanted to tell you about yesterday. Okay. So this is something that's just me. So we we talk about you know my apartment and how I live in there, and I'm kind of uh, a hermit, if you will. Yes. I was always under the impression that like maybe everybody in my building was like that. And uh, so I thought, like, maybe Why? everyone just kind of kept to themselves. I don't know, because I don't really see people hanging out. In because the... you hide. You hide in your room. I don't hide, but, like, I'll say hi to people if I'm in the hallway. So get this. I was getting home after work yesterday, and I walk. I was walking into my apartment, and I hear, um, like, neighbors on either side of me as I'm walking by. So I'm like, oh, hi. I said hi to them, and they're just like, hmm, and they didn't say anything. So I get into my apartment, close my door, and I hear my neighbor next to me open the door. And I hear the, the other people that were just there. It's like, well, howdy, neighbor. Neighbors? And the other one's like, oh, hey, neighbor, how are you guys doing today? What are you up to? And they had this full-on five-minute howdy neighbor, how are, you, how are you doing? How's the apartment? How's everything going? You know, like, how's your day going? Thing did not want to include me in it. 
at all. Uh, you have excluded yourself from that. Kind no, of stuff. They, they they said clearly, "Hey, neighbors, how you guys doing?" <laughs> and after I said hi, they looked at me like I was filth, and then I kind of walked by, just kind of hung my head. I'm like, oh, "Okay," and then I I walked uh, down the hall to my apartment, and then. Honestly, as I was closing the door, the people next to me were opening their door, and I heard the other people holler, like, Howdy, neighbors! How are you guys doing? Oh, are you going to come over for dinner again at some point? That'd be great. We had so much fun the other time. Okay, now wait. A couple of things here. One, you you talk a lot of crap about your neighbors, about as far as one of them cooks Indian food. You didn't like that. There's the loud talker. It wasn't Indian food. It was fish. It was fish. Okay, it was was fish. Hot fish. Hot fish. On a cold, cold day with no, no ventilation. Hot fish. (laughs) And then on top of that, so... You know, you, you've done this. It doesn't sound like you really like your neighbors that much. I don't not like them. I just, we can all just coexist. <laughs> Clearly not, because there's something about. Does coexisting mean that we have to be a part of each other's lives? Well, I don't know. You just said that you're disappointed that you're not. I wasn't disappointed. I just didn't realize, like, I thought maybe I was making myself sound more secluded than I actually was until I was totally snubbed and then everyone else was really excited to see each other. And I, I was, yesterday was the first time I really did feel like the weird girl at the end of the hall that nobody wanted to talk You've to. You've always been the weird girl at I the know, end of the hall. I know, but it was the first time I felt like it. Okay. All right. So I didn't know that everybody else had bonded and laughed and, you know, they're all doing. But but is this something that you would want to engage in where no. you would want somebody to come over into your room? No. You know, and be like, yeah, come on in. Sit down. Have a glass of wine with me. Blah, blah, blah. No. Like engage. So you don't want those things. No. Well, then that's what's going to keep happening. But I wanted to the say hi. Is, I wasn't saying I want to go to dinner with them. When you ignore people and shuffle into your room. I don't ignore people. I say hello. I'm polite. I'm not rude. I'll smile. Okay, but you go into your room and you hide. Do you not? And you can't like no, try to rewrite. No, I don't go rewrite. into my room and hide. I go into my apartment okay. and live. You That's can't, what I do. You can't rewrite two and a half years of talking about your apartment all of a sudden and change the shape of how you've talked about it into this rosy glowing picture of you just like a fancy free woman walking in there. Hi, everybody. Hi, everybody. That is not at all how you have described your existence in this apartment building. Well, I'm not like saying hi, everybody. You're trying to rewrite history. I'm this. not. I'm friendly. I'm not mean, except for when I wrote that the hot fish <laughs> note, but that's it. Which, by the way, that couple is still like screaming. The hot fish girl, she, they're always screaming at each other. I think they're on the verge of a breakup because I was walking by. It was so just, you're snooping. I'm not snooping. I was walking down my hallway and I heard her say, she's like, well, I don't like the sound of your voice. And he's like, well, I don't really like your attitude. And I'm like, oh, God, there's domestic violence and there's friendships. There's this whole life happening inside of my apartment besides me sitting in my apartment, drinking a glass of wine, watching Gilmore Girls and painting a picture of a dog. There's more. And being a busybody and listening into everybody else's conversations and and implying things about someone else's relationship. It didn't sound right. They have these these arguments right next to their front door (laughs) and you can hear it echoing throughout the halls. I can hear it inside my apartment. (sighs) So I'm just saying. So you want to be included in this? You're 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 a little bit offended. You I'm weren't not included. offended. I'm not offended at all. I'm just saying I, I wasn't aware that there was this whole community going on around me, mm-hmm. like literally around me. All friendly. And I am engaging. the weird girl at the end of the hall. Yeah, that's who you are. That's are you, me. Are you comfortable with that? Sure. Okay. I guess I am because I've been that girl for four years now. You you really have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In that in that apartment. So you're the crazy cat lady, except without cats. Except without cats, but you are. No, I'm the crazy like. Watching, you know, millions of TV shows, like the Gilmore Girls theme song will just keep playing over and over again every 40 minutes. They're probably like, why doesn't she ever leave? What does she do? Except for yesterday, it wasn't the Gilmore Girls. Yesterday, I actually ended up watching um, 
a pretty terrible Lifetime movie. Oh, that's shocking news. That I've got to say, I needed to mix it up. I needed a little break from uh, Lorelai for for a little bit. What's Lorelai is the one. She's the she's the fuck me Santa girl. Fuck me Santa. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. No, she's hot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I like her. From uh, from Bad Santa. Yes, yes, she is. Yeah. Okay. No, so yesterday I decided to break it up a little bit because uh, Netflix got a bunch of new Lifetime movies in, and so I decided to watch a Lifetime movie just purely based on, um, like the like the one line like byline what it's called and because of the name of it. Okay. Because I love these like really it was like a sex scandal one that was based on a true story out of New England. It took place in two thousand five, <laughs> based on a true story, Greg, but the sex scandal that happened in this. Uh, in like this private school in New England. Okay. All right. And it was called Restless Virgins. The title of this show was Restless, Restless Virgins. Restless Virgins. Okay. Restless Virgins, which is Number based one, on a true story. Aren't all aren't all virgins kind of restless? I mean, Oh, no, uh, that's know. not meant so. to be a ho ho ho. I'm saying, isn't that isn't that true? Um, okay. Also, the fact that somebody wrote this. So this is about it was teenage actually girls. Based, it was actually based on a book of the same name that was released in uh, the late 2000, like 2007. Restless virgins. Restless virgins. And it was. Let me tell you, I love me a good lifetime movie. I don't. I. Cannot recommend this one to anybody. It was really? not interesting. And I can make the dullest of Lifetime movies interesting. However, it might be somebody else's. You know, somebody else might find it more fascinating. I think I've just been, I've been so Lifetime-y'd my entire life that even if mm-hmm. something's like somewhat good, mm-hmm. unless it has, you know, like an evil twin having sex with the husband who's actually a ghost, like nothing shocks me in <laughs> Lifetime anymore. Exactly. An evil twin having sex with the husband who... Is a ghost. Sure. All right, I would maybe watch that. One. I know, right? Okay, <laughs> that's yeah, what a lot of that. Lifetime movies are like. <laughs> okay, so it's Restless Virgin. All right. Well, do you want to do? One I of maybe your, wanted uh... to give a little bit, uh, a little summary because you know we have this thing. It doesn't have to be very long. It's two minutes. You okay. get two minutes to recap. Two minutes it. will be fine. So that is if how you, it works. Uh, I know some people have asked me for Lifetime movie recommendations, and I will just tell you exactly what it's about. If you like it, you know, if it sounds interesting to you, then by all means, it's on Netflix right now. Okay, well, wait a minute, wait a minute. Hold up here. I'm, put, because... I'm picking up the music to get inspired. Okay, because I have to give you uh, give you a countdown. Okay. All right. So here's what's going to happen. You're going to have two minutes to sum up this entire movie. So that way nobody else has to watch it. Yes. Basically, I, watch, I watch shitty movies so you don't have to. That's exactly it. Mm-hmm. But now we will know what Restless Virgins Because somebody might about. come like stumble across that title and be like, Restless Virgins? What is that? <laughs> is Netflix into porn now? What yeah, happened? That's it. Yeah, like Shockwave in the chat says, uh, Restless Virgins sounds like a very not safe for work website. Yeah. No, it's an extremely misleading title. Yeah. It, it very much so is. Yes, it is. Okay. All right, so Restless Virgins. All right, Sarah, are you prepared? I am prepared. So Restless Virgins came out in a... 2013. Wait. It's whoa, 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 whoa. a new. Oh, I was just giving a little back. I'll put the background in the two minutes. Fine. You have two minutes here. This is your challenge. All right. Are you ready? Yes, I'm ready. Okay. We're going to count down to three, two, one, go. All right? Okay. Three, two, one, 
Go. Restless Virgins is the Lifetime movie adaptation of the 2005 book Restless Virgins of the same name. So Restless Virgins is actually a uh, a movie based on a book based on a true story, very, very loosely based, about a private school in New England that had to suffer the ordeals of a sex tape scandal. So there are these fancy people. So, of course, it's a rich school, rich private school. Uh, There are three main people. So there's Lucas, who is uh, the rough-and-tumble boy who just moved to town and is accepted by the elites, who are the fancy people, because uh, he can play lacrosse very well. There's also the main girl, Emily. She's the main protagonist. She writes for the newspaper, and she's kind of middle class. The elites don't really like her because she's kind of nerdy, and she writes for the school paper and is smart. So anyway, the elites are all, uh, all lacrosse players. And um, and one night, they all decide, since everybody who is graduating from said school, it's like the seniors leave a present for the juniors in whatever group that they are. So the lacrosse people are like, what can we do? One minute. And they're like, oh, well, why don't we all bang this girl, and I'll secretly videotape it, and then we'll pass down the DVD of us banging said girl to the juniors. So they do that. Turns out someone emailed a copy of it. So then Emily gets her hands on one of the copies of them all having sex with this girl, and it totally blows up in the school's face because everybody, you know, it's a, it's a prestigious place to go to school. And Sutton doesn't like it. So there's a whole trial as to whether or not which boys were in there having sexual relations with the 15-year-old girl. They were all 18. She was 15. 30 seconds. Um, turns out that uh, Lucas was going to try. So Lucas and Emily kind of develop like a little bit of a love thing, uh, even though Emily is supposed to be ugly, even though she's a totally gorgeous actress. And Lucas, you know, is trying to fit in with the guys. Turns out he wasn't able to make it to the little gangbang scenario. He wasn't on the tape, decides to take uh, the blame for one of the rich guys because the rich guy said he would pay for college since he was uh, accepted to Harvard. And he wasn't able to pay for it. Turns out uh, Lucas has a change of uh, mind and he decides not to and he rats out the rich guy and then everybody gets away with it. But they're all rich and that's the end of it. I don't even know what I just did there. Uh, so, so they all had sex with a 15-year-old girl and then got away with it. They all had sex with a 15-year-old girl, videotaped it, and then it was brought to brought to light, and then all of the rich people, of course, all got away with it. Well, this sounds like a horrible movie. Yeah, and then Emily, <laughs> who was... <laughs> why is it called Restless Virgins? It was the most boring... Rest- there was, like, some tedious, like, uh, there was almost hot tub humping. They call it Rape High School or something. I mean, that's th- that's an awful story. It wasn't rapey. I mean, she but, said... wait a minute. Well, she wasn't... She, she was willing... She didn't know she was being videotaped, but she willingly... Uh, uh, okay. ...had sexual relations with, like, six varsity players. Okay, but all she right. didn't know it was it was the videotape. All right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wow. All right. Well, as that is still as depressing. It was to hear me talk about it, that was as boring as it was to watch it. But I plowed through it because I'm like, maybe this will be something good for the show. It's called Restless Virgins. Well, Sarah, once again, thank you for uh, for putting yourself out there. No and problem. And I know our friend Christy is um, is laid up on bed rest because she just had foot surgery, and she was asking me for Lifetime movies. Don't watch that one. Okay, not that one. Not, All right, not fair Restless enough. Virgins. Okay. Well, mm-hmm. thank you, Sarah. That was good. That was a good two-minute recap. I feel kind of dirty Restless for Virgins. recapping and it. I feel dirty for even hearing for even hearing the uh, recap. I and for I anyone had. out there who's a fan of um, Switched at Birth, it was the it's the brunette girl, which I think Shockwave is a fan of that show. <laughs> so the brunette girl is the main protagonist in it. She plays Emily. Okay. Okay. All right. That's my story. Should we do a little do a little uh, ball talk. Oh heck yeah! As soon as I finish playing this music, okay. My dramatic instrumental background music. It's.
That was good. Stay tuned for another edition of Sarah Watches Lifetime Movies so you don't have to. No, that's the last one for a while. That's put me off a lifetime for a little bit. I'm <laughs> no, going it back hasn't. to Gil- I'm going back to Gilmore what Girls. What is it with you and Gilmore Girls? Oh my god. If you I have never heard Gilmore Girls mentioned so much by one person, let alone anyone else, as I have in the last three weeks since you started your little thing. It's very good. How many more episodes do you have left? So here's a, here's a, another little behind-the-scenes thing. When Sarah is obsessed with a television show, and she gets obsessed with television shows, usually they're like 10 years old or they were canceled in the early 90s or something, she will, she will obsess over it and constantly talk about it and always have it on secretly watching it. How many more episodes of Gilmore Girls do you have left? I would say roughly 44. 44 episodes? How many seasons did that go? Seven. But there are 22 episodes a season. And oh, I my have, God. I still have two seasons to go. That stayed on for seven seasons of 22 episodes of It's an Emmy Award-winning show. It's a very good show. But Carnival was canceled after two. Mm. It's great. It is a fantastic show. I, I enjoy watching it. All right, I'm Greg Nibbler. You're going to get more, like, Gilmore Girls hate mail. I know, I know. I got so much Gilmore Girls hate mail the last time that I did this. Last time I said anything disparaging about the Gilmore Girls. Send an email, funemploymentradio at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm Greg Nibbler. Let's talk balls. balls. It's a, uh, just a small potpourri of balls here today. It's not a whole lot. It's mostly um, kind of bad things, so I'm just going to kind of... St- Kind of slept through a couple of them, and then uh, and then we'll get a funny thing. So there's this. Um, it's being so the uh, dang it computer. National Signing Day was a couple of days ago, Sarah. What's National Signing Day? National Signing Day is where colleges sign high school recruits, so the high school recruits commit to playing a sport for a certain college. All right. Once they sign their letter of intent. Then, then they're pretty much locked in. Like in Friday Night Lights. Sure, like Friday Night Lights. Yeah, where you sign your letter of intent. Another right. one I haven't That's, seen, but that yes. Is the only... <sighs> but yes, along You're those lines. for it. Okay. I hear, I hear that. I've heard that. I've heard that. Uh, so, yeah, they sign their letter of intent, and then that means they're going to that school. So whatever it is, it's like uh, so-and-so is going to Georgia. Well, they're stuck with Georgia for once, once they sign that thing. Mm. It's very difficult to get back out of it. Which that means also, you know, they're getting a scholarship, they're signing their entry papers into the school, all that stuff. So it's essentially saying you're getting a free ride to school. Okay. Um, Snoop Dogg's son committed to a school. So Snoop Dogg's son is actually uh, Cordell Brodus, I believe is, is his name. He's actually a really, really good football player, apparently. Huh. Like a four-star recruit. So they rank players That's cool. from one-star to five-star. Five-star being the best. Four-star is really, really, really good. And he chose UCLA, which is the opposite of the school that Snoop Dogg roots for. Snoop Dogg is a USC fan, but his son chose UCLA, the rival. Okay, so that's like a U of O, US, OSU thing? Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Yep, just like that. So anyway, he chose. However, uh, a school that kind of sucks is Louisville. Louisville. So Louisville's coach is Bobby Petrino. Bobby Petrino was fired for some other jobs previously because of some kind of dirty recruiting things and stuff that he would do. So Bobby Petrino, though, is now head coach of Louisville's football team. And I guess they had they had um, told this kid from South Carolina, from this high school running back. 
that they were going to give him the letter to sign. He was theirs. They knew it for months. The kids said, yes, you know, I'm, I'm so excited to go to Louisville. And that's what he planned to turn down any other school. Mm-hmm. Well, the day of the, uh, the, the letter of intent signing, when this kid thought he was going to be signing the letter, Louisville said, no, actually, we're not going to give you a scholarship. We're giving it to somebody else now. That's fucked up. It's really yeah. fucked up. You know, this kid could have been talking to other schools, could have found somewhere else to go. He still may, but at a certain point, though, most of the schools have given out their scholarships. Oh, yeah. And that's all they have. They only have a certain amount for per year. I would imagine, So, yeah. say, like, a football team gets, and I don't know exactly what it is. I'm sure somebody can correct me, but say they get 22 full-ride scholarships, then those are probably all taken up. So, this kid may be screwed because of that as far as getting, a, you know, getting his college paid for. And most athletes going to college, they're not going on to the NFL or pro sports. So it's not like they're going to make the millions of dollars that some of those other players do. You know, they're just kids who happen to be good at football, and then they get a free education on top of it that they actually will use mm-hmm. further down the road. So this kid, that really sucks. As a result, the South Carolina high school where he was at has now officially banned Louisville from ever setting foot on their campus. So any recruiters are no longer allowed to come to their high school. That's good. Yeah. To stop that happening again? Yes. Oh, yeah. that's horrible. Yeah, it was lame. Bobby Petrino. That that. That's He's an adult shit apple. Yeah, kind of. Mm-hmm. Kind of. Also, another shit apple, just somebody else to bring back up in, is, um, well, it's kind of, it's turned out to be uh, two, two shit apples. Two shit apples in one. So yesterday, I talked about Julian Edelman, who is a receiver for the, um, for the New England Patriots. Mm-hmm. And he is the guy where that girl had posted the, uh, the le- or posted the picture on Tinder. I'm sorry, I'm trying to pull up the story as I'm doing this. I apologize for that. My, my uh, browser crashed. So this girl posted the picture on Tinder saying, I just fucked Julian Edelman. Oh, yeah. No lie. And it was a picture of a passed out Julian Edelman He's in bed. He's sleeping behind her. That's so creepy. Yeah. 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 It, it's it's pretty creepy. And uh, and she posted that online. And naturally, she got a lot of flack about that. As it turns out, Julian Edelman, now, he didn't do anything quite this bad. I said two shit apples. He is kind of an ass. Uh, he was making a lot of... Uh, he did a bunch of things during the during the New England Patriots celebration parade. Like he took a picture of Richard Sherman and like punched it in the face and threw it on the ground. Oh. And then he tore up some other stuff like classy. Yeah, classy. Not 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 very classy, but not deserving of this. While this woman who uh, posted the Tinder picture, her name is Sabrina. Hmm. She got a lot right. of flack. A lot of flack. But let me read Read what this is. Let me ask you something really quick. Yes. And, I, I, of course, this is going to exclude anybody who is a listener of our show that is named Sabrina. Yeah. How, what kinds of Sabrinas have you known? The Sabrina in first grade that kicked me in the nuts. I have never known a super pleasant Sabrina. Oh, I have. Oh, Greg's, like, reminiscing about some Sabrina from his past. No, I knew a, I knew a Sabrina in college, I think. I don't know many Sabrinas. I will be honest. And the one Sabrina that mo- made the biggest impact. I will say impact, Sabrinas seem a little like a little, little like I'm, trouble. I'm also not willing to <laughs> exclude all Sabrinas that listen to Fun Employment Radio because That's I'm sure I, there's some good Sabrinas out there. I said that before I even started talking. I know. I know you did preface it. Just like I've met, you know, I've, I, I used to say all Sarahs without H's are crazy. And I've met some Sarahs without H's that are very nice people. Mm-hmm. But Sabrinas, I'm just saying, for... A, for a lot of the time, they tend to be a little nutty. Okay. <laughs> well, I will say that um, the one that I know, people, I, okay, the one that made you. the biggest impact on my life was the one in first grade, and she would walk around and she would kick all the boys in the nuts. 
That was her thing. Like, she loved it. That was her pleasure, was to go around and kick us. And uh, I did not like her very much. I'm starting to see a pattern, so I'm looking at our friends in the chat, and uh, Norm says all the Sabrinas I know ended up as crazy or strippers. That's exactly... I, again, I am not willing to... I'm thinking of two Sabrinas I know, one crazy, one stripper. And those are the two that I know. The ones that I don't know, I'm looking forward to filling in all the other slots as nice and awesome and entertaining, because you're listeners of our show. Well, this Sabrina has come out publicly now, after the picture was posted of her with Julian Edelman passed out in a bed. So she said the move was a huge mistake. But here's Thanks. the thing. Here's the here, let, let me just explain this because it's an apology, but it's not an apology. Okay, so it's a non-apology it's apology. So Sabrina said, I made a mistake. I feel really bad about it. He passed out and I was bored, I guess. I was drunk and I made a mistake and I feel ter- terrible about it. This repeating basically what she just said. So she's not saying it was a terrible thing to do. She's saying she feels... I made a mistake and I feel terrible about it. I think she feels terrible about the flack. So here's what's going on. So a bunch of Boston nightclubs... Apparently Sabrina is quite well known in the Boston nightclub she scene. Is. She is quite well known. And a bunch No of- way! The girl that posts publicly about stripping a, you know, a professional sports player is prominent on a club ring? No, shocking information. Sabrina dancing around. So, shocked. so here's the thing, though. She's been blackballed from a bunch of Boston nightclubs who said they're not going to allow her back in because these are clubs. They want the athletes to come in because that's good business for them. They spend a bunch of money and you know it makes them look cool. They don't want, you know, naturally. I mean, they're athletes. They're going to go sleep with some of the people there, but they don't want uh, this kind of girl coming there because it gives them a bad name and it oh, scares no. away customers. However, here's what Sabrina said. Regarding the nightclub ban, she said, I've definitely gotten my gotten my fair share of clubbing in Boston, and I have friends who work there who say I'm still welcome. I don't know if I'll go out anytime soon, but that's my choice. Wait, oh, so she's pretending that it has to do with her? She's No, she's saying that she will still go out to clubs. She's not going to let the Boston nightclub ban stop her from going clubbing. And she's standing up for herself. Saying, it's my choice. What a brave girl. She's a very brave woman, and that's what I'm trying to tell you, yes. She said, I've definitely gotten my fair share of clubbing in Boston, and I have friends who work there who say I'm still welcome. I don't know if I'll oh, go out anytime soon. Oh, they're saying that now. Are you kidding me? But that's my choice. Oh, this hell no. Sabrina says. If you're 86 from, yeah, she's... Sabrina says she's not going to let it stop her from clubbing. She also said... <laughs> Some of the players were texting me that they were really disappointed. I obviously made a mistake and I can't take it back. Apparently, she's uh, been around a few of the players. Wow, but this is the only one she took photographic evidence of. Yeah, yeah. You know, and she doesn't really... I mean, this is a judgment call, and and I'm just going to make this judgment call. I'm sure it was after many, many drinks. No, my judgment... Well, yeah, I'm sure it was after many drinks, because I'm taking a look at her, and I'm like, you're a pro athlete, and that's that's, That's that's the one? That's what you did? That's who it is? I haven't seen a full picture of her. I mean, you know, I'm not... She's not a... I'm just saying... Her? The girl in the background? Yeah. Uh, she's all right. Yeah. She's kind of... She's there. She, she is Maybe there. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe she's there, and that's she why. She is there. So anyway, there it is. So she has... All right, finally, in ball talk, got this. I missed this the other day, and I I feel bad about that because this is a big story coming here out of 
Portland, Oregon. That a Portland, Oregon? Well, it has to do with at least it has to do with one of our uh, one of our esteemed players. So the Portland Trailblazers, of course, have one All Star in the NBA All Star game, and that is little Marcus Aldridge. Damian Lillard on the team last year, playing very, very, very well this year, was snubbed by the NBA All Star team. So the coaches had the chance to vote him. So essentially the way the NBA All-Star game works is fans vote for the five starters from each conference. Those are usually bogus because fans make terrible choices. Okay. And vote always the almost always the wrong players to start. There's a few of them that are right. Otherwise it's just a popularity contest. Which is fine. Whatever. You can argue that's what it's for. But anyway, then then the coaches vote for the rest of the squads. The coaches excluded Lillard from voting. They, they didn't vote him into it. Mm-hmm. And then the commissioner had had the chance to put in a replacement player because Kobe Bryant was injured. He chose DeMarcus Cousins, so also excluding Damian Lillard. Lillard will not be an NBA All-Star this year. A lot of people are upset about that, saying he deserved to be in there. But there's one guy who really, really, really had to pay for it. So this guy made a bet with a friend that if Lillard missed the NBA All-Star game... That if he didn't make it in, he would eat his own shoe. (laughs) What? So, here's what this guy did. He ate a shoe. Now, he didn't necessarily eat his own shoe, but he did eat, I guess in the bet, he said he had to eat a shoe. So, this guy's name is uh, Josh Thatcher. Okay. And he had to eat a shoe. He had to eat a shoe. <laughs> so what he did is he took a child-sized shoe, and he's got a video of it. It's a, um, kind of like a, it's a Vine video, I believe, that shows him taking the shoe. He boils it. He then chops it up, blends it in a blender oh, with a bunch of fruit gross. juice. And then eats it. He wow. Ate, he ate it, ate the shoe. Now, he didn't just, like, you know, eat it, eat it, like, chop it up with a, with a, you know, eat it with a fork and knife. But still, it is the entire shoe boiled up, chopped up, and then eaten. That's still pretty impressive. It's pretty impressive. I have impressive. to say I'm impressed. Uh, it was an Instagram video that he posted that just kind of shows exactly what it is that he did. So, congratulations. That is pretty impressive. And, uh, and Would uh, you ever bet about eating a shoe? No. Hell no. <laughs> it looked like you thought about it for a second there. N- well, for a second maybe I thought about it, but I, I don't think I could do it. No. There's no way I could do it. Uh, what would be on the line, hypothetically, if we were to say that? What would, mm. we, what would we be talking about? I don't about? know. That would be up in the ante a lot. I don't know what would take it to eating a shoe level. I would we'd need have a, to think, I'd need a lot on the line. That. I would need a lot on the line we'll to do that. We'll have to think about it. No, I mean... How much are we talking about? Greg, I don't know. I'm going to have to think about it. You're just throwing this shoe thing at me now. I hadn't heard about it. Well, anyway, there we go. So, a man eats a shoe because Lillard didn't make it to the All-Star game. That concludes this edition of Ball Talk. To be we fair, would, that would have been a bet I would have made. So, in no way would I have thought that You would Lillard, have made the bet? No, I mean, but I, I'm just saying something silly like that because in no way... Was anyone thinking that Lillard wouldn't make it oh, to the All-Star Oh, so what would it take for you to no, eat a shoe? No, I'm not going to eat a shoe, Greg. What do you want to bet? I will never eat a shoe. I bet you'll eat a shoe. Well, I was going to say real quick, though, Sarah. Um, 
couple of things. Like, it would take a lot of money for me to make a bet. Yes. But I can save a lot of money by going to H&R Block. Oh, my goodness. How can you? Well, H&R Block, fine sponsor of Fun Employment Maybe Radio. Maybe they can find a way for you to write off the shoe that you eat. That's true. I probably could. Uh-huh. Gilbert would be able to. Gilbert would be able to. Wait a minute, though. Now we're talking about it as though I'm going to eat the shoe. I'm not going to eat a shoe. I do want a tax write-off, though. So uh, that would be nice. So Gilbert, H&R Block. Gilbert is our accountant. You heard him here on Fun Employment Radio. And uh, he is there, H&R Block, on 27th and Sandy. You can give them a call, 503-231-8888. Um, real quick, though, just to be serious, like they, he has helped us out so much over the last uh, couple of years just doing our taxes. My taxes are crazy complicated. I'm not, I'm not going to lie because, yeah. you know, I'm self-employed. You have about a billion jobs. Billion jobs, mm-hmm. house, all that stuff. Gilbert makes it nice and easy and fixes it for me so everything is paid everything's done right and uh, for a very reasonable reasonable price and everything's explained clearly as well everything is explained yeah everything I want explained is explained everything I'm like uh, you just do it he just does it so Gilbert H&R Block 503-231-8888 503-231-8888 they're on 27th and Sandy give them a call even if you haven't done your taxes yet um, you know call them he can even look over your back taxes to make sure that everything was done properly. Maybe even find you money. There's all kinds of things. doesn't cost to set up an appointment to go talk to him. So give them a call, 503-231-8888. Ask for Gilbert and say you heard about them on uh, Fun Employment Radio. Hello, my friends. My name is Sarah Dillon. Welcome to my world of crazy. Crazy. Greg, I feel like we're living in a time in this world where hopefully, I hope at some point, We'll finally be able to say goodbye to Comcast. Because the way that they've been fucking up publicly lately... Yes. ...is kind of... It's pretty extreme. And there's another case that just came out today. So uh, Comcast... Do you remember reading about it um, probably like a couple weeks ago where the guy got his bill and it it called him asshole? Yes, I did His name was like like how Comcast had sent him his bill... From the person that he was talking to, like the customer representative, and it said, you know, like, instead of, like, George Brown, it was, like, Asshole Brown. Yeah, because so, probably that guy, the, the rep, had been making notes about him. Yeah. But accidentally put it into the wrong section. Exactly. I mean, I'm not asshole. saying all of them, but a majority. Of, we've, we've talked to a couple of them from time to time that have been nice, but a lot of the time. Oh, the majority of time, no. The customer service time, reps are the worst. They're terrible. Well, here's yeah. the newest story out of Addison, Illinois. An Illinois woman said she was shocked and outraged when she opened her mail to discover a Comcast cable TV bill when instead of her name, at the top of the bill it said, Super Bitch. (laughs) Wow. Actually, it was more specifically Super Bitch Bauer, which is her last name. So this woman, her name is Mary Bauer. She's 63 years old, uh, said she was having trouble with her Comcast TV service, surprise, surprise, and she needed to have 39 visits from technicians during a six-month period. It's about on par with what we had to do with yeah. the modem stuff. Yeah. Um, so Mary Bauer said, this is a disgrace. Why are they doing this to me? I pay my bills. I don't deserve this, which she re- surely as fuck does not. I'm sure she pays a lot for her cable. Well, Comcast says that the bill is under investigation and officials plan to contact Mary Bauer for further investigation. Super bitch Bauer. Super bitch Bauer. And not just bitch Bauer, super bitch Bauer. Yeah. Somebody needs to tighten the reins over there a little bit. The the fact that something like that can actually happen, that just shows how little control Comcast has over and the And how little they care. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It doesn't cost that much. You can have a really good customer service department. Probably pay them a little bit more, regulate a little bit better. 
And this poor lady, she's like in her mid-60s, and she's like, I'm just trying to pay my bill, and it says super bitch. <laughs> that poor woman. So I just want to throw that into the joy of Comcast. Super bitch and asshole. Mm-hmm. All right. Next up, out of- Now I want to see what kind of notes they've given me. You should check. Maybe they've changed your name. I'll check. Next up, out of Fort, Fort Oglethorpe. Okay. Fort Oglethorpe, Georgia. A young Chatton. Wait, so they said they're from Fort Oglethorpe, but then Chat. Why are these words all so hard, Greg? A Chattanooga couple from Fort Oglethorpe. Chattanooga. Chattanooga. I think you say Chattanooga. It's a ch. Yeah, but I think it's a. Sh- I think it's a soft ch. Chattanooga. I'm not going to believe you. I'm just going to say Chattanooga. Well, on the all right, a young. Ch- never knew was alone alone. I'm into you. It's not Chattahoochee. It's yeah, Chattahoochee. Chattahoochee. Can I please get the story out? A young Chattanooga couple has been arrested this past week after going on a strange shoplifting spree at the Fort Orglethorpe. What store were they in, Greg, when they were shoplifting? Walmart. Walmart this past week. Uh, 21-year-olds Joshua and Erica Caldwell, oh, married couple, are facing several theft and drug charges after police say that they both decided to walk out of the store with hundreds of dollars worth of stolen uh, goods, including, but not limited to, 57 blocks of cheese. 57 blocks of cheese? The couple together stole 57 full blocks of cheese. That is a lot of cheese. Well, it is not clear as to why the couple decided to steal that much cheese or what they thought they were planning on doing with all the cheese. Uh, but they did have their kid with them, of course. They, they have procreated. They did have their kid with them with the 57 blocks of cheese and other stolen goods. And police found drugs in their car when they followed them out. Uh, so the officer noted that... <laughs> the off- okay, so they got out there. They had unloaded all of the cheese into the car, and that's when officers had noticed that there was a bunch of cheese missing. When the officers went out to the car, they saw a lot of cheese in places throughout the vi- the vehicle, and the diaper bag was full of cheese as well. So the car looked like <laughs> a lot like the Walmart dairy section when police found it. 57 <laughs> blocks of stolen cheese were stuffed into the floorboards in bags and throughout the vehicle. Wow. Yeah, so apparently What were they going to do with all that cheese? I don't know I mean, what I guess they were going to do with all the you cheese. You could freeze it, but I'm assuming they're going to sell it to someone. And who's going to buy stolen cheese? You can freeze cheese? Yeah, you can freeze cheese. Are you sure? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, you can freeze cheese. I've never seen anyone freeze cheese. You can freeze cheese. Like a block of cheese? Yes. You can freeze it. For how long? As long as things stay frozen. I mean, I don't know. Forever? For, for a long time. I'm not saying forever. Are you sure you can freeze cheese? Yes, you can freeze cheese. You have, I've done it before. You freeze cheese. Now, I'll say this. When you get it back out, it, it crumbles a little bit more than It's a little drier. A little drier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can freeze cheese. How have you never frozen cheese? How could you? How have you frozen cheese? Because you buy a big block of cheese, and I'm not going to eat all that cheese at one time. Um, you should so totally. You should never buy more cheese than you feel comfortable with. You can get a better deal if you buy a big block of cheese. And then you, you freeze it. Oh. So that might actually work better for me because if I get a block of cheese, which is why I don't, I'll just eat the whole thing. Okay, here, here's the deal. Here's, here's what Oh, I'm do. sorry. Were you, were you busy Googling frozen cheese blocks? Well, I pulled something up for you. Soft cheese does not freeze well, such as cottage cheese, ricotta cheese, and cream cheese. Now, you don't want to freeze that stuff. But you can freeze uh, basi- basically uh, any other kind of cheese. Is there a cheese that you cannot freeze? That, that's what I just said. The kinds that you couldn't cheese. That you can't freeze. The cheese you can't freeze are the ones that I just just told you. You can't freeze the cheese. 
Well, anyway, security camera uh, caught them walking out with the cart full of stuff. Um, uh, so the cheese plus... Okay, so they stole the 57 blocks of cheese that you can freeze. Plus 18... Well, you don't know if that's what they stole, if they could freeze them. That was my question. <gasps> that's true, Greg. I don't know the specifics. I was assuming blocks of cheddar. I was just assuming. Mm-hmm. Because I don't feel like Walmart has a really big cheese selection. Well, maybe they do. I don't know. Maybe they have, like, the biggest cheese selection. Possibly. And we don't know because we did, well, we'll never know. Well, we won't. Yeah. All right. So they stole the 57 blocks of cheese, plus 10 $18 bottles of Tide laundry detergent, some clothes, and a candle, which totaled over $600. Now, the cheese alone was more, more than $300. Wow. Yeah. $300 worth of cheese. Uh, so the couple was taken to county jail and have both since bonded out. Um, so let's see, they both, let's see, Erica does not have a criminal history, but Joshua does have one from stealing before. It does not specify whether or not it was for cheese. Who's buying the cheese, though? I don't know. Don't they have, like... They're going off and selling it to someone. Don't they have, like, black market things where, like, you sell cheese or, like, meat and, like, yeah, there were, like, there were like, oh, this fell out, fell off the truck. There were a couple of carts downtown here in Portland that just got busted for buying stolen meat. They bought stolen, stolen meat. meat? Yeah, they bought stolen meat. Wait, so people are stealing it from the stores and then reselling it? Yes. Huh. It's inflation for you. Yep, they got busted. I guess they have a whole sting operation that goes on downtown. I stolen didn't meat sting? Yeah, where, where a, under, an undercover cop will walk around to the carts and offer to sell them meat. And two of them got busted. Oh, Norm from Texas says, uh, today on the Yard Gnome and Hot Dog Show, the cheese you can't freeze. Sarah Hot Dog Dylan. And finally, I did find this story because it is quite relevant to a conversation that we've had over the years. I believe we've, di- we've discussed it on the show before. It's been a few years, though. Kay. So I would like to bring this back up. It's a new story. It's in the news. I've got to read it. And then perhaps I wanted to maybe see how good you are at other things to do with this spe- specific thing. So, uh, But I digress. Let me go to this. Okay. All right, Greg. The big story in the news today, at least in, in Britain, over or under... Which is the proper way to hang your toilet paper? Under. Everybody knows well, it's under. Let's just, let's just go ahead and, and under go with the story. is the proper way. Now this is a this is from proper Brits, and okay. they're telling us how to do it in the UK. So of course it's uh, it's one of the biggest divisive things in the entire world. Are you an over toilet paper hanger? Are you an under toilet paper? Always hanger? under because you can rip it off by using the weight of the toilet paper itself as the. As the counterpoint. But as speculation has said, which way is the wrong way? Now, it's such an important issue that it even has its own Wikipedia page that contains sentences such as toilet paper when used on a toilet toilet roll holder with a horizontal axle parallel to the floor has two possible orientations. The toilet paper may hang over in front of or under behind the roll. The choice is largely a matter of personal preference dictated by the habit. So there are two cases for this, Greg, before uh, I let you know. What a resounding amount of the population concurred was the proper way to do it. Under. So, so the case for over. Well, okay, we'll do the case for under first. So the case for under the roll. So the case for under is largely based on aesthetics, with many people claiming that the loose end of the roll can be neatly hidden between the roll and the bathroom wall. True. It does look very unkempt. Uh, if uh, using a freestanding toilet roll holder, this uh, toilet paper roll holder, this method can also reduce the chances of the loose paper uh, toilet paper drooping down to the floor. Exactly. And that is disgusting. And that's what happens when you put it over the, the top. The case for over. Now, if it's over, you don't drag your knuckles along the wall trying to grasp the loose end. Who's uh, dragging their knuckles along the wall? The end of the toilet paper roll is closer to your hand. And uh, if you're using a cushioned toilet paper roll, uh, the brand cushioning will be facing outward. 
Okay, using that one. Okay, so the brand cushioning logo is in is not showing when it's on the other side. After that is po- not a good reason. After polling the proper folks of England, it is declared that the majority of people prefer and think it's classier to hang the roll over. Well, obviously they don't over. know what they're talking about. They lost the war for a reason. 75% of Brits agree that that is the proper thing to do. I would have gone it to is war the polite, that. it is the proper, it is the way that it should be. It is not the way it should be. Under is always better. Under, you can counterbalance it so you rip it off. If you use it over, that means you pretty much have to use your other hand to hold the paper to, like, tear it off, which is gross. So that means the next person that comes in there is using your hand-touched toilet paper. How hard on is top it to of rip that, a roll of toilet On top paper? of that, you pull it off like that and you're doing it over the top. The chances of it spilling down onto the ground is immense, which is really gross. When you walk in somewhere and there's like toilet paper piled onto the ground off of the roll, because then you have to take that off, then you have to wad that up, and then you either have to throw it away or flush it, and then you have to flush that one the first time, then you have to flush it again, so it looks like you're double flushing 75% of Brits agree. (sighs) And myself. By the way, let me just tell you guys this. Every time I go over to Greg's house, I still flip his toilet paper roll around. It pisses me off so much. (laughs) I do every time. Every time. And it never gets old. All right, so Bean is saying, how dirty are your hands, Greg? That's not I'm worried about. I'm worried about how dirty your hands are because I'm the one that has to touch it afterwards. All right, well, that was my hands are clean, but I don't know who else is watching. That is some toilet paper etiquette. That is some toilet paper etiquette. So, uh, in doing that, I did find at the end of this article, I found a very interesting, brief, albeit ever so brief, quiz about different rules of etiquette. Of course, we already know this. This. Top rule, which is toilet paper always goes over the top. That is that the proper is way to not put it the on. proper way. So that I did is find uh, some etiquette, uh, an etiquette quiz that I wanted to see if you are so convinced that you you know are doing this the right way. Okay, then maybe you could do this. So it's only nine questions. And remember, of course, this is Fine. British etiquette. <laughs> All right. All right, Greg. You're already wrong on one thing, but okay. All right. So uh, first up, okay. When invited to dinner at 7.30 p.m. at a private residence, what time should you arrive? Now, should you arrive at 7.20, 7.30, or 7.40? Uh, you should arrive at 7.20. Incorrect. It is the custom to arrive 10 minutes late to any social engagement. <laughs> this allows the host a little breathing room and shows you aren't too excited to be there. Showing up early is almost as bad as showing up late. That is wrong. If dinner is supposed to be at 7.30... These people have been waiting and slaving over food to make sure that you have food ready at 7.30 to have the dinner then. You show up at 7.20 so you can get seated and eat at 7.30. Question at the very two. worst, you show up exactly at 7.30. Now, if they said show up at 7.30, did they say show up at 7.30 or dinner is at 7.30? So dinner's at 7.30. We're moving on. You're already Then 7.20. Wrong. You're wrong. Uh, question number two. You've returned from a weekend stay at your friend's house. How long should the thank you letter be? Should it be one side? two sides, or it doesn't matter as long as there's a thank you letter. Now, what was the thank you letter for? I'm sorry. I missed uh, the for a, from a weekend stay at your friend's house. Uh, it doesn't matter how long, as long as there's a, there's a thank you. Okay. That is incorrect. Although a short thank you letter is better than none at all. Traditionally, one would write two pages by way of thank you letter to your host. Two pages? Okay, who's going to write it? I would feel This is proper. Weird. This is proper etiquette. It would. I would be a little bit unnerved if somebody came over and, like, people stay at my house all the time because I have the house people stay at when they fly into town if i a thank you is great buy me a drink even better that's you're awesome. dragging out this wrong you're being a, wrong a two page letter eh, a little unnecessary all right for smart indoor evening events open-toed shoes are acceptable true or false 
Open-toed uh, shoes at a fancy indoor evening event. I would say no, it's not appropriate. Oh, uh, so that's false. All right, yep, that's right. You got one out of three. Uh, the top tier of a wedding cake is traditionally reserved for what? Is it reserved for the bride and groom to eat in their new home? The mother of the bride? The christening of the firstborn? Or to feed the waiting staff? I don't care. <laughs> this one, honestly, I don't care. I think it's reserved for the groom and bride, though. That is incorrect. I don't know. Uh, let's see, it's saved for the, uh, the, I know the christening I even, of the firstborn. I didn't eat any of my of the wedding cake when I got married. You didn't eat any of your cake? Uh, no, it was all eaten before I got there. Before I got a chance to even eat any of it. I didn't get a piece of it. At your own wedding, you didn't eat yeah. any of your wet. Isn't there like a thing where you like put the cake in your... Yeah, okay, I guess I took a bite, but that was about it. But that's it, you didn't that's get a piece? That's all I got. No, Mm-mm. no, it was all gone. Wow. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I wasn't very happy about that. I would imagine. Your wedding sounded like a magical day. The party was awesome. <laughs> the party was amazing. I will say that. That is the one thing I can say. I throw, I throw a damn good party. Sure. You do. All right. Uh, number five. When leaving the table during a meal but intending to return, your napkin should be placed where? Should it be on the table, on the chair, or on the floor? So you're intending to return? You're intending to return. Well, on the chair seems kind of weird because then you're going to get food or whatever on your chair. All right. So table, I guess chair, on the table. Floor. On the table. That is incorrect. The napkin on the armor seat of the chair signals to staff and any guests that you will be returning. Yeah, whatever. So you're one out of I don't five. go to too many places where there's staff concerned about whether or not I'm coming back. When dining, the bread plate is found on which side of the table setting? Is it at the side of the plate to the left, at the side of the plate to the right, above the plate to the left, above the plate to the right? Oh. I remember. I know this Above one. the plate to the left. Above the plate to the left. That is incorrect. Where does it go? It's uh, at the side of the plate to the left. Oh, well, okay, that was pretty close. Which of the following is not advisable to take as a hostess gift to someone's house? So bringing someone as a housewarming gift, uh, which is not advisable. Chocolates, champagne, or wine? Um, I don't... I mean, I wouldn't bring chocolates. What do you think would not be advisable? Champagne. Champagne? That is incorrect. Why? Wine is a no-no. The, Why? The thing, as you won't know their wine taste, and it can be seen as saying, I don't think your wine cellar is very good, so here's some better stuff. Okay, when I have friends that have wine cellars that are concerned about that, then uh, fine. Uh, that'll be something I worry about. All right, uh, let's see, two more. So it's traditional for men to wear a wedding band. True or false? Yeah, it's true. That's false. Traditionally, men do not wear jewelry, although now it's a personal choice. All right, let's see. And finally, we have one more. When served as a first course, what is the correct way to eat asparagus? Is it with a knife and fork? Is it with just a fork in the right hand? Or with the fingers? Uh, knife and fork. That is incorrect. What? You're supposed to shove an entire asparagus is, spear into your mouth? It is finger food. It is picked it up is and not eaten with food. your it's, hands. If it's properly cooked and like has... You know, butter on it or whatever, however they're going to cook it up. It usually has some kind of an oily sauce to it. Great. If it's just cold asparagus, okay, coming from a veggie tray, sure. But if it's cooked asparagus that is served as an appetizer, it probably has something on it. Butter or garlic or something. No, you, you don't use your fingers on and that. And this uh, quiz of how strong is your etiquette, Greg, you got one out of nine. That's bullshit. One out of nine. Good job, buddy. Toilet paper still goes under. Lame. You make everything sound classier when you say toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we gotta we gotta get to a birthday, and then and then I gotta get out of here pretty quick here. But 
Um, I just I completely disagree. I will be more than happy to answer any email who somebody who wants to uh, dispute that dispute the under thing. I can write out exactly why it is gross. Oh wow, Greg, that's a real good argument. And you need to change your ways. All right, we we do need to say happy birthday, and this is to a wonderful fine listener of Fun Employment Radio. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Andy in the mighty southeast. <gasps> Andy in the mighty southeast. It is his birthday today. Andy, thank you so much. Thank you for everything. And uh, we need some uh, happy birthday Elvis for you. Oh, we have some drunken Elvis just for you, buddy. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Hot damn, damn right. right. Awesome. Now it's kind of like a tick. I can't not say. Hot damn Hot right. Hot damn right. All right, also, of note, tomorrow on Fun Employment Radio, so that everybody knows, we will be doing a regular show, you know, at 1 p.m. for live listeners. But if you also listen, if you, if you are a live listener, uh, 9.30 a.m. Which we've been trying to brainstorm, like, a cool name for live listeners. We have to. Yeah, well, we're going to come up with something. We're coming up with something yeah. good. Uh, 9.30 a.m., right here on the Fun Employment Radio Network, we have scheduled Brian Possein. Brian yes. Possein. Going to be joining us at about 9.30 a.m. tomorrow morning, so you can tune in live and hear that, and it'll be replayed during the regular live show and then on the podcast and all that stuff. But live listeners, you get to tune in at 9.30 a.m. and yeah, hear so him as he is in studio. Absolutely. So let us know if you have any questions for him. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Anything. We've, uh, we've talked to him a couple times now. Mm-hmm. Really, uh, first, really cool the guy. The first time I don't think you were here. The first time I was in traffic court. Yeah. Remember? yeah oh, I, I remember. A, that was awful. I think that's what it was. But then uh, you were here the second time he was I there. sure was, yeah. He was great. Yeah, really, really cool. So Brian Posehn coming in here tomorrow. On and he's doing some, like, a network. comic book. Like, of course, he's going to be at Helium, but he's doing some, like, comic book signings, too. Yep. So he's going to be uh, out and about in Portland this, this oh, weekend. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm. Absolutely. So uh, it's it's very cool. Excited to have him back in. Absolutely. All right. Uh, send us an email, funemploymentradio at gmail.com. Give us a call, 503-575-9120. Merchandise. You guys want a Fun Employment Radio oh, shirt, yeah. don't you? Don't you probably want a Fun Employment Radio hat? If you're here in Portland, go into Asylum, 37th and Hawthorne, and pick up a Fun Employment Radio hat. Won't you please? Won't you? you so once you go check them out, seriously, they're really nice hats, and uh, it helps us out a lot. And they're, yeah, no joke, they are really nice hats. Everybody who has bought one loves them. Um, so Even our friend Ryan, who is like a hat connoisseur, every time I see him, He's wearing mm-hmm. our hat, and that yep. makes me feel good. I'm like, I know how much you love your hats. Yep. Mm-hmm. So the, you can pick one up in person at Asylum on 37th and Hawthorne. If you're not here in Portland, then, of course, you can order right at FunEmploymentRadio.com under the store. FunEmploymentRadio.com slash store. And if you have ordered so far, all of your stuff has been shipped, so look for it in the mail. Yep. All right. Awesome. All right, everyone. You guys are fantastic. I think this week has made us insane. Thank you so much. <laughs> we will talk to you tomorrow with more Fun Employment Radio. Come, bye, everybody. Bye. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network.